G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 16. I'm John Barker. Dynamite Dan is away, but joining us as usual is Jackpot Joel Marshall. And Joel, we do love to talk up uh, the weekend of racing that we're going to be previewing, but it's a fairly difficult job this week. There's uh, not a hell of a lot on. There's a minor black-type two-year-old race at Morfittville, and there's uh, a minor uh, sort of uh, winter derby at uh, Belmont. Uh, There are a few interesting races at Flemington, and of course there's the big jumps day Sunday at uh, Pakenham, but uh, anything particularly catch your eye this weekend? Yeah, g'day, Barks. Yeah, look, it's tough uh, to try and get uh, overly excited about this week. But, um, yeah, there's a couple of nice races at Flemington. I think the first race, the two-year-old race, is going to uh, be quite an exciting kickoff. We see the return of Giga Kick, who uh, seems to be quite a promising horse, was excellent winning on debut. And we also see Tappan 3, close relative to Black Caviar, who was favourite at Caulfield last week. Peter Moody scratched it, one with the stable mate. Now, seven days later, we get to see tap in three. Although I, I think he did mention that he scratched it due to the being a bit, bit too much rain around. So we'll just see how this Flemington track plays. We got a bit of rain earlier in the week. But, um, yeah, that'll be a nice little clash to uh, kick off for Peter. All right. Well, we may as well start at Flemington. And uh, since you're keen on this race, uh, this two-year-old race that starts the program. Why don't we start there? It is race one. Trevor Clark handicapped thousand meter, thousand meters uh, for two-year-olds. And uh, as you mentioned, Giga Kick very impressive, impressive times on debut, and then a few uh, very interesting first starters. Yeah, well, I've, I've gone with Tapping Three, the newcomer. Um, quite like what she's done in a couple of Packetham jump out wins recently. Is out of an unraced sister to all too hard and black caviar by Zoostar. Linda Beach to ride. She's in good form and in particular she's back and riding. Plenty of winners for Peter Moody, the old firm there. So I'm going to lean her way from two Giga Kick, who's got the advantage of experience and uh, the break, the time off, and a recent trial in a Cranbourne. So it's certainly going to be a good measuring stick for the newcomer. I thought number 11 was in the mix as well. Um, interesting that Peter and Paul Snowden have brought her down. Heavy stuff up in Sydney. She's the daughter of Basket Rock, but he's a sister to Halal. He's a talented performer himself, and, and this girl's tried pretty well in Sydney, been up on speed and, and really been pressured. So I don't think she's out of it. And I've thrown at number five in for fourth. Books don't lie, the son of Shala. Well, did a pretty good job at Caulfield behind Thronbone a couple of weeks ago, and should be a benefit from that experience. But I've gone to 12 on top uh, oh, similar numbers for me. I've gone with tap in three as well. I've gone for one of the other first starters for second in Bieres, although I, uh, I'll wait for Matt Hill to find out actually how you do pronounce that. And then Giga Kick and Sala Cell 12, 10, 2 and 11. The other two-year-old race on the program is the one that, um, that offers uh, ballot-free entry, if it's required, into the Victoria Derby or Oaks. It's been, uh, they've revived this in 2017, and look, only uh, only seven horses have actually uh, gone from this and then started in the Oaks or the Derby, and obviously the absolute standout of those was Johnny Get Angry, who ran second in this Biley handicap and then won the Derby. I think apart from that, the best result in one of those classics has been fifth, from a horse coming through this. 
but uh, Quang Tree has been pretty impressive uh, last couple of starts. Joel, uh, this one is, by the way, is race five at Flemington. It's over 1,800 metres. Uh, and it is the Biley handicap. Uh, what did you like here? Yeah, without a lot of confidence, I've thrown a few roughies into the mix here. Um, I might have a small box duet or a box one hour. Uh, I've gone with 13 winning bid on top. It was pretty plain last start in the Gibson Carmichael, to be fair, but I thought the debut run was encouraging. Had two runs, drawn 10, gone back both times. Blinkers on Linda Meach, gate one. I think that's a good recipe for sitting a lot closer. And she might just be ready to improve. Because, as I said, I thought there were good signs on debut. She certainly closed well in the final furlong there. So I'll lean her away. And then a couple of horses coming out of the same maiden at Geelong. thought it was a decent uh, maiden on paper. Seven, Shamista. And number six, Disturbia. Uh, Shamista finished in front of... Disturbia, but probably had a little bit more room to work with in the straight. Thought both of them performed quite well, even though they were six and eight, respectively. And just thought they, you know, might be able to sort of improve quite a few lengths, second up, getting out and trip. And Kong tries probably the benchmark, uh, up three kilos, wide gate, but he travelled wide the other day and was still too good. So um, she, sorry, is probably still the one to beat if you can manage that uh, higher impost. But I've gone with 13, 7, 6, and 1. Yeah, look, I was with Capital L before uh, she got scratched, scratched so I'm, uh, I've just defaulted to Kwong Tree uh, to beat Trans Am Verifier and Scipios 1, 8, 4 and 12. I think we're going head-to-head with our best bets at Flemington. Joel, uh, you kick us off. Yeah, well, waiting until uh, the very last uh, race nine on the program and I am with number seven, Fluorescent Star. I had her on top in the uh, Victorian Sprint final a couple of weeks ago and I thought she ran very well. She was probably the first to come off the bit and, and before the 400 and she just kept responding to Dean Holland's hard riding with the blinkers on. Uh, she was able to reel in a couple of those in the outside division that uh, put a bit of a break on her. She got up the second but unfortunately the curious suspect over on the inside part of the track uh, opened a bit of a break. And she had 54 there after the claim uh, for Matt Cartwright drops to 55 and a half. So She's pretty well in here, dropping out of that open class race, which she's competed in, in that company for a past three starts. Now she's back to an AB4. But drawn 11, probably the right spot to be. She's been in the Quinella 10 of 19, so very consistent, well placed. Always tricky these kind of races. It's Alrighty, you are just starting to drop out a bit there, Joel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Apologise to the readers for the sound quality today. Our uh, software has let us down somewhat, so we've uh, had to go through Microsoft Teams. And as luck would have it, uh, I'm not quite hearing Joel on that either at the moment. Uh, uh, If you are with us, Joel, uh, take us back to your value bet race two, number seven, the Red Kite, which uh, you, of course, uh, you were uh, keen on that last week, I believe, as your roughie. Yes, I was, Barks. Um, am I coming through now? You are loud and clear now. Oh, beautiful. Yes, the Red Kite. Look, I thought it was pretty good last week. Um, slowly run race. Brett Preble, just a bit patient. And then they, when the sprint ran on, he you know, asked him to pick up and make ground. And he was just sort of, I guess, spending his petrol at the wrong stage of the race. He loomed like he was still going to be right in the finish and then just peaked on his run. Finished fifth. Um, he was well back there. He was double figures early in the week, came into 650. 
and now you're getting, well, three times that, and I thought he ran pretty well. So I think he's well worth another gamble. It'll be interesting to see if there's any support for him at the big odds, but I'll certainly be uh, going again. All right, well, my my specials at Flemington uh, up against Joel in race nine with number six, Bill the Boxer. I do like uh, winners who keep winning. Uh, of course, he is heading up in class as opposed to fluorescent star down in class, and certainly I've rated her the danger, but my best night, race nine, number six. Bill the Boxer, my value bet, race seven, number nine, he's a shocker. It's not a bad 2,000-metre race, that VRC members handicap, but uh, he's a shocker. He's been in good form this time in. Uh, gets Jamie Carr and gets a weight turnaround on Daguilar, uh, one of the main dangers there. There's certainly not the only one, however. Uh, race 7, number 9, he's a shocker for me. Well, it's a fairly standard sort of winter fair at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. Joel, I think we've got uh, benchmarks and benchmarks through the day, plus a highway and a midway. Uh, what have you come up with for us there? Yeah, I've made my best race three, number five, Pizarro, uh, for John O'Shea, Hugh Bowman. Second up from a break, I thought the fresh run was very good. Drew wide, they eased him back. He was back last. It was that uh, meeting that was abandoned halfway through his race into the last race run a couple of sad days ago at Rose Hill, so it was very, very heavy. He sat back last. He was able to pick off all of his rivals apart from one, Riva del Sol, who just pinched a bit of a break. I thought it was quite a pleasing return. The one little query is how much that run has taken out of him. Uh, second up, will he be a bit flat? That's the query, but he's drawn well. He's promising type. I think he's in for a good prep. Um, so I'm pretty keen that he'll be hard to beat. And in terms of the value, Silent Agenda, race seven, number seven, was in two races, but they've elected to go or stay at the 1400 for the third successive run this prep, which is the one little query. But he gets in with 54 kilos, so a nice weight drop. I thought his first up run was excellent. Uh, last week, just a little bit flat. It was a hard race to run on in. And importantly, he's backed up uh, twice on a week back up in one before. And also the blinkers go back on here. Twice the blinkers have gone on him uh, in the space of 10 days of his previous run, and twice he's won. So it's a bit of a proven uh, formula here for Joe Pride, and he's 30 to 1. As I said, I probably would have liked 1,500, 1,600 or 1,500, but he's at 14. And uh, he's down the way. He's 30-1, so yeah, well worth play. All righty. They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday, and you are starting us off bright and early in the first event. Yeah, race one, number three, great leveller. Uh, looks ready to win. He's had the one run back from a spell. I thought it was a pretty good effort. Uh, wasn't beaten all that far. Finished less than, well, about half a length from the winner, Adelard, who he meets again here, gets Baron Vorster on board, and importantly, second up, he's had four goes, three wins, and a third. He races well at this track to go on the park circuit. Always a bonus. He's had two wins and three placings from seven goes. So I think he'll get uh, punters off to a pretty good start to the day, race one, number three. And in terms of the value bet, found it a bit tricky to uh, find... Bit of value there on the card, but thought race eight, number seven, Fellow, would give you a pretty good run for your money. Loomed up to win second up and just sort of peaked on his run. That was when finishing sixth at Murray Bridge, prior to that fourth at this track. But he's had the two runs back now. I think he's ready to win. He's just going to need a touch of luck from that gate. Jason Benbow is going to need to uh, find a bit of 
cover from that wide draw. But uh, yeah, as I said, I think he's ready to win third up. Just needs a few things to go his way. Alrighty, Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. And uh, finally, the carnival is over in Queensland. But uh, there's still money to be made if you can find a winner. Uh, you're not in the tips panel, Joel. Have you had a look at these at all? Yes, I have bought. Yeah, I've uh, sussed out a, a best of value on a roughy for Eagle Farm. So uh, we'll kick off with our best, which is race four, number 12, half fate, from the Matthew Dunn stable. This Travis is pretty honest when she gets up to a right distance range. She got out to the 2040 at and two runs back and finished second. They had a throw at the stumps last time out trying to get some black pipe in the listed uh, gold crown. There was only seven runners. There was um, the gal intrigue was sort of the class runner and you know sort of clearly the, the one to beat on, on handicap ratings and all the others were sort of bunched up at the weights and they, as I said, had a throw at the stumps, didn't quite pan out. She was well beaten. But this is more her go, dropping back to a benchmark 72 and 2200 metres suit. So it's a pretty wide open race, pretty even lot. But I thought she still had room for improvement. Four-year-old mare only had the 14th. I've made her my best for the day. In terms of my value, that comes up here in the final event, race nine, number 15, Mashani Sniper. Uh, this son of your song didn't have a lot of luck at Sunshine Coast first up. He was back and wide and then tried getting runs through the middle of the field and he was sort of vying for a run with another runner and they got a bit tight off. It was a, a pretty good effort to finish midfield. He ran some good races last prep. Fourth at the Gold Coast behind Prince of Moon, fifth at Enterprise, uh, Enterprise Tom. Um, so he's bobbed up in this company and after the claim for Wendy Peel, he gets in with 50 and a half. So he's got no weight on his back and thought at around $16. He was worth a bet each way and my ruffie for the weekend comes up at Eagle Farm. It's 50 to 1. Its recent form's not great, but I'm just hoping a drier track can spark improvement. I speak of race 8, number 14, Enzo Alley. She's a, so you think, mayor. Started off in Victoria and then joined Joe Pride last prep. She trialled really well, and her first couple of runs back were very encouraging. Her form just tapered off a bit, um, so that was you know, a bit of a cause for concern. First up, she's put a pen through a very heavy track at Canterbury. She never went a yard in it, and she's failed before on the heavy. So Joe Pride's ripped her up to Brisbane, and he'll get a dry track. Gets in with 53 and a half and a good draw. Uh, look, possibly still one run away, but um, I think if she shows her best form, she's probably, you know, sort of a $15 chance, not a 50 to 1 chance. Maybe worth a couple of dollars. All righty, across the Nullarbor on Saturday, they are racing at Belmont once again through the winter and the big race or the black type race at least is race five Belmont Classic so the Colts staying Colts met in the Aquanita Stakes a fortnight ago the Phillies met in the Belmont Oaks they come together here and uh, in a nice symmetrical circumstance there are four of the males and four of the Phillies and our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, is with one of the fillies. In fact, uh, number seven, Flower in the Wind. Uh, she is the second favourite here. Um, only ran sixth in the Belmont Oaks, but had no luck at all there. Uh, from the favourite, Black Fantasy, uh, one of the uh, males. And then Outspoken Lad and Mystery Moment for Hoops. So that is seven, one, two, and six. Flower in the Wind is his value bet at Belmont, race five, number seven. His best 
uh, comes up earlier in the program, and that is Aztec Ruler, uh, race one, number one, at the civilised time of 1.34 Eastern, uh, round about uh, not much better than evil, even money, but uh, couldn't have been much more impressive on debut. Uh, drawn okay and expected to win again earlier in the day across the Tasman. Joel, they are racing at Ruakaka and Trentham. Yeah, Ruakaka, they've got their winter finals day. It's a bit of a sort of a newer concept over in New Zealand uh, this winter where they ran some uh, heats and um, some lead-up races, quite a few of the heat to run at Royal Parker, and uh, culminates on Saturday with, uh, I think, about five or six finals. Um, my best bet comes up in the two-year-old final, which is race three, and it's number nine, Fernandez. A good second at this track, two runs back. And then last time, I just didn't have a lot of luck, was held up in the straight, finished off well for fourth. Both of those runs, he's been chasing home to boy. Uh, I think he can turn the tables, he gets a little bit of a weight swing, and just hope he gets a bit of luck. So um, race three, number nine is the best. And in terms of the value, race six, number one, True Madison. Stayed at the mile, third up. It was just too short. Um, really, it was only getting warm late. Now she gets 2,100. But all her form, most of her form beyond 2,000 metres is very good. Taken the four kilo claim to bring her weight down from 60 to 56. I think she'll be very hard to beat here, fourth up. And looking at Trentham, where they've got a few of their featured dumps races, but my best are on the flat. Uh, race five, number one, Rocket Science. Very consistent. Yet to miss a place. Quinella, in the Quinella last three, it was a good win, two runs back. And comes from a pretty good form race last time out. So I think uh, he can be too strong. And value bet is race nine, number five, Timberlake. Two runs back from a spell. Just out of the placings on both occasions. 1,600 third up is ideal. And after the claim gets in with just 52 kilos. So it does look well placed to improve back into form third up. Alrighty, as I mentioned, the big jumps day at Sportsbet Pakenham on Sunday. Uh, all jumps, six races, just the 48 acceptors across the card. And uh, look, Mara and Eustace have got a couple of very short-priced favourites in a couple of the hurdles. But uh, the steeplechasers uh, have held up quite well, fairly even fields. And uh, Richo, who's had a good look at it, his best is in the last, which is the feature Moss Trooper. E-Cycle Solutions, Moss Trooper Steeplechase, over 3,500 metres. Uh, does like Valak, not the most reliable jumper, but um, Steve Pateman trains and rides, and uh, if he stays on his feet, be very hard to beat, uh, with only uh, only 2.5 kilos over the minimum. And then in the maiden steeple, uh, Richo's value bet is race 5, number 2, Brungle Bertie. Uh, did you like anything? Uh, did you like anything at uh, Pakenham on Sunday, Joel? Uh, not really, Bucks. I had a bit of a look, but um, yeah, nothing sort of jumps out with me. But should be a, a good day, and as you said, a couple of very short favourites. Maybe um, multi uh, punters will be chucking them in and uh, crossing their fingers and their toes and hoping they get the job done. But uh, yeah, I'll be tuning in. It'll be a good day's action. All right, that uh, being the case, we'll bring the preview section of the podcast to a close and finish with our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Well, uh, Joel, you uh, weren't able to get back on the scoreboard because Charmy Baby was a late withdrawal, but um, Dan made a, uh, well, basically uh, doubled, the, doubled the money with uh, Chicago Storm, and uh, by wussing out and going each way on Jukebox Flyer, I have... Uh, put together a hat-trick of profits, albeit this one a very, very small one. Uh, what are you putting your $20 on this weekend? Yeah, we're going to go to Roseville this week, Marks, and uh, have 20 for a win on Pizarro for number five. All right, and I am go- I'm going to go to Flemington, but uh, whoa, I really did struggle to find one that I was particularly... Uh, ready to make my outstanding bet of the weekend. Uh, and I've ended up with neither my best bet nor my value bet, but with race eight, number four, for Busset and Young, Pachero. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Uh, all the form for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Plenty of great reading Besides that, reminding you, we are on the countdown. We are only two weeks away to the calendar. The only way to get one is to buy a winning post at your newsagent on uh, Friday, July 29. It, uh, is not av- it is not for sale separately. It is not available otherwise. We don't get them back at the office uh, for some months afterwards. So you really got to make sure that you're on the ball that weekend to pick up your calendar. Um We will be back next week, hopefully with Dan and hopefully with uh, better sound quality and back to our usual length. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.